This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, we're on the line in just a bit with Malusi Ngube, who's a politics and international relations academic at the University of Johannesburg. We'd love to hear from you as well on 0861987000. Well, this story has been unfolding and we've been speaking to Malusi for quite some time as Niger, Mali and Burkina Faso quit the West African bloc. Three military led West African nations have announced their immediate withdrawal from the regional bloc ECOWAS, accusing the body of becoming a threat to its members. As what ECOWAS said in a statement that it had not been notified of the country's decision to quit the bloc, its protocol provide that uh, withdrawal takes up to one year to be completed. Um, But Niger, Mali and Burkina Faso have decided in complete sovereignty on the immediate withdrawal from the economic community of the West African states. And that was uh, in a joint statement, which was published on Sunday. So as we welcome you, Malusi Mube, um, international relations and politics academic at UJ, thank you for your time. Baby, how are you? Very, very well, thank you. All the very best for 2024 and to all the listeners. Let's wish ourselves the very, very best for 2024. I love that. An absolute positive outlook. And uh, that is really what's necessary to keep the needle moving forward. But let's talk about this. I mean, can the West African nations surrounding these nations have such a positive outlook? How big of a concern is this for ECOWAS as these three countries leave at once? Uh, Papi, it's not only ECOWAS' problem. It's Africa's problem. It's your problem, Papi, and it's my problem. I'll tell you why. I always like to say any analysis you do in political economy or the economy of your life, it must have a historical analysis, Mm -hmm. right? Because things are tied institutionally, intergenerationally, and they impact us, and they sell us the facade as if Papi is incompetent or that person is incompetent or Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger are incompetent. We know Africa is under a near-colonial state having come from slavery to colonialism to neo-colonial state, point number one. Point number two, we know Africa, the whole of Africa's economies are dominated by multinational corporations that's Anglo-Saxon, that is greatly Britain and the Americans and France. They dominate our economy. We do not. The productive system thereof, the financialization thereof, their G7 reserve currencies dominate us. And we are trying to get out of that slavery. And there is no linear way, Papi, you know that there's no linear way, singular way of getting out of it. It's going to be a mess. That's why our people die. That's why even from colonialism, we died. That's why our leaders get assassinated, your Patrice Lumumbas, your Thomas Sankara. Right. right. So the neo-colonial system, that has that. Now, ECOWAS, this proves that ECOWAS, and to a great extent, African Union, it's still, it's not surprising to me, it's still controlled by this very same neo-colonial powers. How can you have ECOWAS, which is a regional economic community, which is part of the African Union, put sanctions on these three countries when clearly evidence is there, evidence-based, they ousted a leader who was clearly a puppet, dancing to the drumbeat 
of Europe and at, at the expense of who? Of the black body. We are not advancing, just like here in South Africa, right? We do not have electricity. Where is the call going? I'm asking mm. you that. Papi, where is the call going? Just, just that answer. Where is the call going? <laughs> I mean, we've seen where the coal is going. We've talked about the export of coal. We've also been told that that's not necessarily the grade of coal that we use for electricity. So perhaps, you know, we have clues, but perhaps there's also a question mark around it. But to your point, let's talk a little bit about what ECOWAS actually stands for, right? Because there's been a lot of push from um, the bodies that you've mentioned to urge these countries to go back to a democratic rule. So them leaving, you know, you know, there, there almost has been a push. There's been a, um, a, a, a tug of war um, for, for many, many years. Look, uh, Papi, it's nothing new. Uh, at one time, Morocco was part of the African Union mm-hmm. and they abdicated. They mm-hmm. left the African Union and they came back into the African Union. You understand? So it happens. It's like in a marriage. Basically, it's not a novelty or something. It happens when we have a contestation of ideas yes. and we don't get, get along. Now, ECOWAS basically is the economic community of West African countries. Uh, states. Mm-hmm. There's eight regional economic communities that are re- recognized by the African Union. These are the building blocks. So the three are saying, you, the ECOWAS, by extension, the African Union, when it comes to the three of us, right, you are listening to the European Union who have sanctions in these three countries. They are killing our people. There's no electricity, there's no food, there's no food coming in, etc. How do you allow that to happen? Whereas we have proved to you, you know very well, you, well, you African Union, and you, because you know very well, already the price of uh, um, <clears throat> what's this pro- what's this product that is used for of uranium it has gone up and niger and mali are one of the fastest growing economies no more benefiting france but now benefiting the african countries so there's evidence there but now because their aprons are tied to the master so to speak, as Malcolm X used to say, the house Negroes, master, are we sick? Master, look what Papi is doing in the field. He's not bringing the right crops and all that and all that. So this is what is happening. So what they're saying, we are leaving immediately. But according to the rules of the African Union, anyone can leave if they want to leave, but yeah. they must give one year's notice. It's one year's notice. But they are saying, no, 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 we are leaving like, hey, like a thousand years back. We are leaving like right now. We are not do- do- dancing to, 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 to Uncle Sam's tune. We are not dancing to the so-called romantic French men who actually murder Africans. There's nothing romantic or civilizational about them. So we are not. If you want to be part of them, be part of them. Tina, we are charting our course, the course of Thomas Sankara. Basically, so, that's what's happening. So what does that mean they are, they are, moving forward? For no, moving forward, they are moving on their own. They yeah. are moving on their own. If, 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 if you, if you equals, same thing in South Africa happened. I can give him a lot of analogies. If you want to continue to be a Bantu stand, you know what I mean? You know the Bantu stands. I don't want to mention their leaders because some we people can get history, yes. Yeah, right? We had Bantu stands here. And what did the liberation organizations, the two major ones say, the, the ANC and, and, and the PSC? They said, no ways. You can go ahead, but we are going to dismantle, right? And people died. That's, that's the true price of freedom. People die. If you're not prepared to die, then, then you, you don't deserve true, true freedom. You can't have someone come into your home and tell you what to do. Like they came into Libya and they told us what to do. When and what about those who are already dying under these military powers that are in those countries currently? 
Papi, who, who now I've spoken to you about a neo-colonial state and who dominates it. Right. Who's, who's, who's killing all those people? I can tell you with certainty, if you want to interview me for an hour in future, I will give you the evidence. The people who are behind terrorism, they talk about war on terror, but they are the very terrorist state who are behind destabilization of Africa. Mm. And I can understand that from their economic point of view, because the frontier of resources of the world is Africa. That is the frontier now. It has always been, but now that is the frontier, because China has brought this massive competition. So the best way to get things cheap from Africa, for instance, like what they're doing in the DRC, if they can see through satellite technology that in this certain area in Katanga and DRC, there's these minerals. Now, to open up proper companies and to do this and to follow trade unionism is going to cost us a lot of money. They send in the M3 to move people away from that area. They create refugees. It's, it's much cheaper to create refugees because there's a multiply effect. It's not only getting... Uh, minerals from that area, but you also go into uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, organ tra- tra- trafficking. Yeah, all of it. Exactly. All those things happen. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately, um, to make way for our news report, but always uh, very enlightening speaking to you, Malusi. Thank you very much for your time. That's Malusi Ngube, International Relations and Politics Academic. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.